and welcome to episode... Wait, what? <gasps> Is this episode 200? Hello, and welcome to episode 200, all about Shadow of Mordor, being the 200th part of That's What I'm Talking About. Hello, my name is Mary Clay. If that's too complicated for you, just call me MC. I've been experiencing the world of Tolkien for the first time, and right now I'm doing whatever I want to, including playing Shadow of Mordor, which is a vast difference from the Lego game. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Joining me is Christina from so many things. I was going to say, don't... <laughs> but Christina from my heart, first yeah, that's, and foremost. that's what really matters. Um, I do encourage you to say Christina from uh, How Do I Book... <laughs> Christina from How Do if I If we're going to brand me with a single podcast, let's make it my like career and writing podcast. Your professional thing? My professional yeah. podcast, yeah. I'm happy to do hey, that. Hey, how's it going? I uh, am pretty much only playing this game because, well, there's two reasons why I'm playing this game. One, I did have some listeners say, I would really like to hear your thoughts on the game and see you. I think you would enjoy like the plot and everything. But also, you spoke so highly of this game that I was like, okay, I think it's worth giving it a shot. Oh, do you mean when I said that it's my favorite video game of all time and it's ruined my enjoyment of all other role-playing games? Now... We're we're about to discuss a open world fantasy game where there is a broken blade and a uh-huh. magic arm uh-huh. and like some help from the spirit to kill <laughs> bad guys. And you have a glider. Uh, you... you can glide from island to island. Oh wait, wait, wait. <laughs> oh wait, wait. That's... So um, here's the thing about this video game. Any of so I started playing it uh, a couple days before. Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. And, came and that out. was your first mistake was trying to do anything while Tears of the Kingdom has just come I know, out. I know. Well, it was just like it's just the way that the that the schedule laid out that this that I was going to be doing Shadow of Mordor. The schedule you laid out at the time. Well, I mean, <laughs> I wanted to do <laughs> I wanted to do Lego Lord of the Rings first cuz that seemed like more people were excited about that. So let and me then... tell you, let me tell you, I, I actually got let off the hook a little bit. So Shadow of Mordor is a beloved game to me. I also really love its sequel, Shadow of War, which is the exact same game, only slightly different this time. I love them both. Kind of can't tell the difference. And I've played Shadow of Mordor through a couple times. And maybe like a week ago in preparation for this recording, I was like, I'm going to start playing it again. Open up my save file. It was like ele- at 11%. I was like, cool. I don't have to redo any of the tutorial stuff. And then I started playing for a while. And then it was my real saving grace when it took three additional d- days for my Tears of the Kingdom to arrive in the mail. I was like, well, I'll, I'll just keep playing I guess Shadow I'll play of Mordor this. because I do love it. But then I got to a point in the main mission where my freaking uh, my game started glitching and it like wouldn't let me progress with the main mission. So I was like, oh, would you look at this? Zelda just came. So like, I guess maybe I so can't play Shadow of Mordor. Yes. <laughs> so I haven't played this in a couple of years, uh, except for, uh, I would say, 11 through 17 percents worth of it, which I played last week. <laughs> well, that's uh, more than I asked of you, which I think I just said, can you come on? <laughs> and that was it. So the fact that you went back and even replayed the beginning of it it's is just because it's above so good. Like it's so good. Yeah. I uh okay, so this game came out on September 30th, 2014. 
Um, according oh God, really to Steam, ten years ago, it really holds up. I think. Yeah, according to Steam, the reviews are very positive. I mean, yeah, play it, it for has a five seconds, and you'll feel. This. I'm sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> I love this game. So I'm much. trying to host a podcast. Sorry. Oh, on. I meant to open with this. Um, I'm I'm like 95 percent sure that this is episode. 200. Oh my god. 95% of 200 is, I think, uh, 190. 180? That's nonsense. No, 190. Math. That's yeah. nonsense math. Um, that means nothing. So should, well, we call, congrats, so should we call this episode 190? Congrats if it is your Woo! 200th episode. It, it's, either, it's either this episode or the episode that comes out after this. Well, cool. I guess so. maybe that's great. And maybe it's Congratulations. not at all. And also. <laughs> Side note, I meant to ask you if uh, you're available next week to record a bonus episode with me announcing some things. Well, I guess I'll have to make myself available, won't I? She says, full of dread at how full her schedule is. And hey, guess what? Christina and I were able to work out our schedules and we recorded a bonus episode that will be coming out this Saturday and it contains a very important announcement. So make sure to keep an eye out for that hitting your podcast feed of choice this weekend. Anyway, cutting all that, where was I? Okay, this game came out in 2014. It received, yeah, very positive reviews. It has a 9.3, received a 9.3 from uh, IGN, which is very good, but compared to Tears of the Kingdom, it's no 10. We can't keep talking about Tears of the Kingdom. Yes, we can. We can talk about it however long we want. Um, Um, Oh, this is handy stats. Um, Apparently, it takes 16 hours to complete the main story, 24 hours to do the story and sides, 33 hours for everything. That's if you're good at video games. I've played played this. I have not been good at this I literally have spent hundreds of hours in this game. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it, uh, like I was saying, any other time of my life, I would be very absorbed by this. Yeah. And the days where I didn't have Zelda, uh, I was very absorbed by it. But obviously, like, dude, I'm reading like six, I'm reading six books right now. Like, I understand. I'm like, what on earth am I supposed to do? I can maybe do three books at once. Dude, it's, I just, I am doing this to myself. That's kind (laughs) of what, like, my, I would say, my, video game console looks like right now where i have probably Six three like games. ongoing games yeah. constantly that I, i'll sometimes just check in on yeah i feel you, you know? and like so many unfinished games too like i never beat luigi's mansion that was too hard and scary dude. <laughs> you'll go back to it one day see uh i did beat the witcher 3 nice but there are still like side quests and missions and stuff left yeah. that like it drops you back in the world and it's like you can keep playing. But I'm like, it's not the same. Not anymore. to be this way. <laughs> well, not to be this way. But I tried playing The Witcher 3 for the first time after playing Shadow of Mordor. And I was like, this game is janky as hell compared to Shadow of Mordor. I like cannot. I can't. Oh, I can't it's play. It's the opposite for me. What? No way. I can't play Assassin's Creed anymore. It's like way too like it's not fluid at all to me. That's so funny. Maybe uh, it just yeah, has to we do can, with yeah, how we're we'll hardwired. We're, like, I've spent more time in the Shadow of Oh, Mordor. no, I don't think it's about how we're hardwired. I think it's the fact that I am playing a used video game on a PS3. Oh, you got a 3A. 
Do they even do those it's even rough. run anymore? Is that even legal? <laughs> it's rough. It's rough. Where'd you go? Gonna... I'll tell you what. You should come over. Um <laughs> Wait, just kidding, I forgot my game has a glitch. Well, I just spent, I just spent $160 on Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. No, not because the game costs that much money. I bought it in person because <laughs> I couldn't wait for my pre-order to come and I bought it three times. And I have yet I no, I didn't buy it three times. I was worried that when I did the like check out like check out online for in-store pickup and then like I wasn't getting an order confirmation and then I was like oh shoot that's right it might take like a while for me to get this and I was like maybe I'll just go to Target and see if it's just on the shelf <laughs> if I don't get the confirmation but I did get the comfort anyway okay Shadow of Mordor oh my god but I'm just I, I only have been enjoying I, it I finally got off Tutorial Island and I want to go play Zelda <laughs> Um, I spent way too I, much time on that. Oh, it also won. I think I saw that it won um, Game of the Year when it came out. I'm not surprised. See, at it all. also won Best Action Game and Most Innovative Game. Dude, so that's all cool. Tell me when you want me to start ranting about why it's so great. Because there's truly so many things about Shadow of Mortar that make it, I think, innovative. Okay. I, I love let hearing me, that let me it has set that it up. award. Let me set it yeah, up. Yeah, because I can't pay, I can't follow the plot, so you tell me that. Granted, I've only been introduced to the plot. <laughs> I I don't know where it's necessarily going. Well, it, it's like it starts with Aragorn's twin. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. So Italian. it opens with this ranger dude, and it's like, is this Aragorn? It's literally Aragorn. Like <laughs> it's Aragorn. They didn't even give him a different haircut, different outfit. It's like, Aragorn. No, it's except Aragorn. actually, no. Except for he is. So buff. I was, he's that's so exactly ripped. what I was going to say. He's Witcher buff. <laughs> yeah. So that's the. Let me look this up. I'm pretty sure this one came out first. I think he's also wearing furs. No, because the Witcher <laughs> video games have been around for yeah, that's a while, Witcher right? But anyway, three he has the stand. He has the Witcher like two swords on the back, but it's because one of them is a dagger. Yeah, I was like, what? Yeah, what? but it's a broken sword. Whoa. But like, he still has it's like the it's the two shoulder. Like, he looks like a Witcher. But his are both. A lot of this, this game reminds me of the Witcher. Okay, so a lot of the Witcher reminds me of bad. Shadow of More. This is so funny. Perspective is everything. But Talion wears his two blades, go both going toward his right hand, whereas uh Geralt has one for each hand, which I don't understand. Oh, that's true. Is he, he ambidextrous. He's ambidextrous. Like, I, yeah. I don't. I'm assuming that's witchers. what the Witcher mutage, mu- mutagens. Sure. I'm, I'm assuming that's what the Witcher genes do to you. They make you the buff witch hot and ambidextrous. I just Google searched. <gasps> Is it the okay, Witcher I'm going to go down that four? rabbit hole later. Um, apparently, there's a Witcher 4. Maybe I already knew that. That wow. it'll be coming out in 20 years. An emotional roller coaster. <laughs> um, so, Shadow of Mordor. Yes, we're introduced to this very buff Aragorn. And at first, it's like, what timeline is this? Where are we in, in the time of middle earth in in relation to like the characters that we know and everything like it's unmistakably middle earth though it's like i recognize (laughs) those ruins (laughs) i think it's during the right it's during the second rise of sauron i'll say so after the battle um with after the battle where Isildur gets the ring and everything. And so Sauron's technically been defeated, but then he just kind of goes bye-bye and then he starts slowly building up his, uh, like... The Dark Lord rises. Yes. Blood will be spilt this night. (laughs) Uh, 
Wait, and, I think I just uh, conflated a Harry Potter quote with a Legolas quote. Hold on. It's a, bl- a red. blood has been spilled. A, a red moon sm- rising. <laughs> I just said a red. Did I just say a blood moon? Now that's Zelda. I'm we so are. confused. What's happening? Oh my gosh. What's happening? The blood moon rises once again. So we're before the uh, bat, the War of the Ring, well before the War of the Ring, when, you know, Frodo and Sam go to Mordor. Still post-apocalypse. We're in Gondor, and or I guess on like the outskirts of Gondor, yeah. and we meet Talion. He is our buff Aragorn. Uh, honey. Uh, he has a wife who... So her name is the same name as the woman in the Houses of Healing in Gondor that coincidentally I've talked a lot about recently in recent episodes. Because of your Which Wales I have been episode. pronouncing I have been pronouncing as Iareth. Okay. But in the video game it's Eoreth. Yeah, I think that's more of like an old English type of pronunciation is like Maybe, the Yoreth. yeah, I don't know. Um no what I will say this. I'm 200 episodes in and not one person said, actually, it's Eorith, so. Oh, it's almost like the women characters don't really get talked about enough. Also, we're not going to talk much longer about this woman. <laughs> well, she's, wow. Yeah. If you want to see somebody get And we also are introduced to uh, his, their son, um, I think it's like Dear Hael or something. Yeah, whatever. You go into like a little bit of a tutorial mode and then all of a sudden it's like flashing back and forth and he's in this like in between ghost world and he's seeing so the cool. dead body of his son and the dead body of his wife and then he like comes out of it and it's like flashing back to what happened. So it's kind of like it's very cool, like a very cool way to introduce things and get it going but also like teaching you the mechanics of like press this button to parry and all this other Mm -hmm. stuff um and then yeah eventually there's a there's a cut so orcs are invading uh so i think the story is that talion was exiled i don't think exiled is the right word but like he went outside of gondor to like one of the garrisons or outposts or something to be with his uh like girlfriend at the time and that's when they're there that's why they're there and a bunch of orcs come and attack and kill everyone and then they Classic. kill the wife and son and then for some reason that i'm maybe will be made clear later on in the game and i sure they, really don't remember enact some kind of a, a spell or something over Talion and they kill him but also it binds him to a wraith yeah right so he can't really that die. does become clear what what their motivation is I mean Talion has no motivation Talion's like what the hell <laughs> and then the the bright lord as Gollum calls him uh, bright master yeah he's like you belong to me and he like just a white dude, right? Just Aragorn 2.0 roaming across Middle Earth. Boo. No, I don't care. But binded in body and soul to like a oh, yes. a wraith? That's so cool. Yeah. It's so and cool. And also, I, mis- I, I think this is something that you're supposed to learn later on because at first he, the wraith is like, I don't remember who I am. And oh, yeah, it's like a, every cutscene gives him a little bit more memory. Yeah, there's like visions you can uncover and stuff that give you clues as to who he is. But in reading like the first three sentences of the Wikipedia entry for this, uh, this is the Wraith of Celebrimbor, which is 
Assu- I'm assuming it's like the Celebrimbor literally, and not just like a, so, another elf also named Celebrimbor, no, li- which Tolkien does. There's a, no, there's a cutscene where he's like, oh, I made the ring. Oh, I did it. So, no. But that is so cool. So to catch listeners up or remind people who Celebrimbor is and like what happens to him. He, and also, I don't know, potential spoilers if you really care about it for Rings of Power, um, but he helps, he oversees the creation of the rings, and then he has one of the elven rings, and Sauron, like, kidnaps him and tortures him. Yeah, it's not good. I can totally see how, like, in that manner of dying, and dying at the hand of, like, such darkness, that, like, he would be turned into this yeah, Wraith, he's like still isn't... bound to his mortal yeah. plane because he has deeply unfinished business. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. So yeah, and then you're kind of dropped into Mordor and you just have this, the general story is that you're going to find the Black Hand, who is the the servant of like the, I guess the right hand, the the red hand, uh-huh. the white hand, right. yep. <laughs> the black hand uh-huh. of Sauron uh, and find him and defeat him so that uh, you can like undo this curse and I guess go on to be with your wife and son in the afterlife. And yeah. yeah but there's the a end. sequel game. So I, I don't really remember, but sh- I guess he doesn't do okay, that. Not, yeah, I don't know what the game. sequel's about. The sequel's do, about this I've, same dude. I've heard famously about Shelob uh, in Shadow of War, Ooh, that she's like a Shelob. hot anthropomorphized Baby, version of a spider. If, what if what this if woman was super <laughs> sexy? Could you believe it? What if she was nothing but boobs and sass? No, she is really hot, though. She's like very gothic. Well, I can't. They can't have too serious of a female character. No, she is. In this world, she's very yeah. cool. And I, I don't love. Uh, you could probably tell by my tone. I don't love. What if we made the one female monster sexy? Like I don't love that, but I do. Love, I think that's great. I do love like more power she, to her. Yeah, like she definitely uses it. And um, I'm gonna oh make God, a Barbie remember? poster with. Is it um? Sheila. Is it the SpongeBob movie? No, wait. What is it? The SpongeBob movie where it's like yes. There's a little person it's like a monster dancing, and like and, but it's like his, his antler is like a old lady dressed up or something oh, yeah. and it why do we both have that memory because i watched That's the spongebob weird. movie a lot like a oh, lot oh it looks like she looks like yennefer she does look exactly like yennefer only like she looks exactly like yennefer. I, I gotta be honest yennefer from the tv show so much incredibly hotter she's fuller she's got she's just well, better. obviously a real life person is gonna be hotter i think than she loves <laughs> i think she loves a white lady i don't think yennefer is a white lady I don't. I don't actually know, but to, to me, she love is Jennifer's as, technically as, half elf as pale, pale as death. Oh my god! I now I'm like, what ethnicity is the actress who plays Jennifer? No, she, I don't actually. No, no, you're right. She might be like Armenian or something like that. Um, I can't remember. They're all British. I know that. Yeah, <laughs> they all have British accents. Yeah, she's um, Indian. She has Indian heritage. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know what yeah, I don't know what the plot of Shadow of War is. If like the goal of this game is to free 
uh, what's his name Talion from this you know curse yeah because then it implies that like it didn't work and that's very depressing I couldn't tell you dude like I have no idea maybe like at the end maybe at the end Calibrimbor <laughs> and Talion are like but we're better together <laughs> like I don't I genuinely oh, hey. don't remember also here to report that you can get Shadow of Mordor online right now it's on sale for five dollars oh hell yeah I for the I think it's for the place yeah for the PlayStation if you go to like PlayStation.com and look up Shadow of Mordor, you can get it for $5. So I would say that's a good investment. Um, Wow. Maybe after you finish Zelda. (laughs) It's a good investment. Um, Yeah. So and then you yeah, then you're dropped into Mordor and you have to go on the quest to like the, the, piece together information or get information from orcs. The bulk of the game is orc game politics. Play. Like the bulk of the game yes. is dealing with orc politics because like that's like your it's open world. There's like main plot. You can follow the main plot. It will take you into the orc camps like the 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 plot is intrinsically linked to like what the orcs are doing. And I, I really like it because it kind of like humanizes the orcs for want of a better word. And, like, there's this very complex system of, like, the orc uh, army and, like, like it's, it's rankings. Ranking. Yeah. It's yeah. really, like, a bit of, like, a, uh, like, what do they call it? Like, a war king almost. Like, it's, like, these leaders really, like, some of them are, like, really, like, mad with power. And, like, some of them are, like, really low ranking. Some of them are, like, way at the top. You can either, like, follow the, the main storyline to, like, go do these dealings with these orcs. Or you can literally just, like run into any orc camp and just start murdering people and take out their captain. And like what you do directly affects like the whole rest of the plot. You can at any time like pull up like what is up with the orcs right now. If you kill one of them, like you get more powerful. Like if if they kill one of you, like they rise in the ranks. Yeah. And by one of you, therein lies the rub with this game that when you die there, or I should say when you are killed by an orc, uh, there are consequences for that. Um, I I really I like the mechanics of this game that it it explains what like it explains the very typical video game mechanic that we're all familiar with, which is like dying and then coming back to life, and then it's like, well, th- this game has a reason behind yeah, that, it's like and it's because undead. he can't die, yeah. and then dying has consequences, <laughs> and because when when you are killed it makes the orc that killed you more powerful and they like rise up in the ranks. Dude, it's so different from me just splat, splat, splatting Link off a mountain. Until, oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> you cannot do the endlessly throwing yourself at these enemies. I mean, you can, but well, like it'll be painful and de- frustrating. Depending on like where you are in the map and like how far the game has progressed and like you... The one thing I really like about this game, and I totally get that some other people might not enjoy this, but I find the gameplay to be so easy. Like, I find that your main character, Talion, it can very easily overcome most orcs with just a couple strikes. Um, you The difficulty is when, like, taking on one orc is fine. The difficulty is when... Like other orcs nearby hear what's happening or see thing, what's like, happening, because, and they so, or they go and raise the alarm or something. Yeah, if you're in one of their camps or something, um, 
Like, you start fighting one person. If you don't do it subtly enough, like, there's so many options for stealth. But if you don't do it subtly enough, you're going to start getting hit by archers you don't even see. Like, somebody's going to come around the corner that you don't see. And they're going to be, like, there's a heavy sound effects of sound effect that plays when people are, when orcs, like, are suspicious that they're, it's like, oh, I see some movement over there. And they're, like, kind of, like, taking a closer look. And that sound effect now is like it like strikes fear into your heart because you're like who's who's looking at me who's looking at me who sees me where do i need to hide where do i need to hide one time a very smart person on the internet that i don't know who it is said something that has stuck with me for my entire life they described anxiety as hearing the bad guy music but never being able to see the bad guy that that's that's great isn't that so spot on oh Oh, I was going to bring up a Tears of Kingdom thing, but you haven't experienced it yet. Well, you don't know. And also, don't spoil people. I know you you haven't experienced it yet because you're still on the fucking tutorial no, island. No, I got off of tutorial island, I said. I'm free now. Oh, you got off? You're free. I'm so free. Oh, I'm Me so and my glider just free as hell. So that's a problem that I had switching back and forth between this yeah. And really Zelda is that both. I was like scaling along the walls as Talion, and then I'm like, okay, no, jump over there and glide. Oh, f- you don't have that. <laughs> well, and, <laughs> and then also, reverse of that uh, link, like I, I'm yeah, like, yeah, not you can just walk on this rope, no, and he, then like he, he just ah. Link refuses to, he, and Link always has refused to walk on ropes, and I find that very annoying of him. It's annoying. It's like he's an elf. He yeah, looks like he's Legolas. Got it. He should be able to do it. Um, I do want to ask you, Mary Clay, just because I like what kind of video games have you played? Like, do you do you feel like you've played a lot of video games? And like, what kind are they? No, not really. Because I I play I I liked playing video games a lot when I was a kid, and then around the time that I started being a teenager, I guess, like it got to a point where it was viewed as socially unacceptable for me a girl to still be interested in video games like when I was a kid it's like oh you can play video games because you're a little kid but for for whatever reason in my there's like a a big gap in like I would say like end of middle school and high school where I wasn't really playing video games because I aside from like stuff on my game boy um because I wasn't given them and this is this isn't like a i don't know no, sad no listen story it's but so just funny like- i have the exact opposite story so my video game history is that i'm the the oldest and i'm a girl um and i was raised as a girl so i was never given video games i had to wait for my brothers to get given video games i have an older brother and i think that's the only reason that i played video yeah. games is because i had an older brother and we already had we already had like we had a dreamcast See, we had that's so i'm so jealous and that's so cool like we didn't have a sega i did a dreamcast was not a I cool system I, it's cool <laughs> there's a failure nothing we didn't have like a super nintendo or an n64 like our first game system was well, the so, game yeah so that's the thing i at, at some point my brother got old enough that he was he the only reason we had an Xbox was because my brother asked for an Xbox. I bet if I had asked for an Xbox, I wouldn't have been given it. Yeah, I feel um, you. So he was on like the Xbox game. And then like I wanted it because I was younger and that's what was popular with my friends. I wanted the N64. We had the Super Nintendo and both of my neighbors next door had an N64. Wow. Um, so like it was very. It was coveted. I would like invite myself over and be like, let's play. And then I would like go up in there playroom and they're like we're just gonna do something else we're gonna do our homework and you're like i'm gonna stay here in place (laughs) i asked for a gamecube 
for so many Christmases in a row. Oh my God. And again, this isn't this isn't meant to be like a woe is me in my childhood. It's just like no, I don't know. Is. There's just some dude being gifts raised as a and girl things that you weren't given. Being raised as a girl really does have small repercussions like this. I completely yeah. blame not to go too deep into it, but I completely blame the fact that I'm clumsy as an adult on the fact that my parents thought sports and video games were for boys. Both my brothers um, if, are so I don't know physically about that, intelligent. I played a lot of, I did a lot of sports and sports related hobbies. It didn't help that okay. all with my Well, the people who know me who are listening so. are probably like, okay, Christina. Yeah, you'd be a real. I don't real, think sports would have helped. You'd be in the gymnastics if your dad had played um, catch with I you. I did get a Wii for my birthday at some oh my point. God. What it, a whenever- revolutionary, horrible system. Oh my, like it changed the game. And also, like, when I went back to play the Lego game on it, no, recently, it was like, this is terrible. It's so bad. <laughs> um, and uh, I had like a lot of game, but like mostly basic, mostly like very basic video games geared, geared towards like general audiences, a lot of Nintendo, Nintendo, a lot of Mario, Princess Peach stuff. Yeah. And then I graduated college. And was still living at home, and <laughs> I was working a very like low paying part time internship turned into job. And so I was just at a point where it was Black Friday weekend, and I was like, I want a switch. I think the switch had like recently come out like that year, maybe it because I oh, because I do remember this was when it came out, it was like impossible to get, you know. So it was not the first Christmas season that the Switch was out, but the one after that. And they were having Black Friday deals all over the place for a Switch. And I did the one at GameStop where you got a $50 gift card, which was essentially, which was like the majority of a game. And a lot of people recommended Breath of the Wild as like, this is an excellent game for the switch so i got the switch and i got breath of the wild and it changed and that just your got me life addicted like absolutely addicted and I, I still i still do my cozy games and stuff i still do my stardew valleys animal and crossing cozy Grove. animal crossing next one i'm gonna visit my island next one i'm gonna try no me neither but the next one i'm gonna try <laughs> alex recommended to me it's called bear and breakfast <laughs> and i'm That's so excited for that that's very cute. Um, and then the Witcher series came out on Netflix, and then that finished. And the what do you play that on? Game was on. It was on sale on the Nintendo Shop for like for, on the Switch, really. Yeah, for huh. like I, I don't know. It was like seventy five percent off or something one day. Huh. So I bought it. I, wonder if I, I had like to a buy a Switch. I had to buy a mega. <laughs> memory card uh, just yeah. to download it and then that became my next hyper fixation for a while i love an open world game yeah for sure love an open world game to sum that up i wouldn't say i'm a hardcore gamer no, i have I like you. maybe i have like maybe one or two games that i'm very passionate about i get it because then you get kind of confident in them and you feel like you understand the mechanics in the world and it's just and, yeah. and when you make a, such a vast open world like breath of the wild like you can just keep exploring for so long so for me um like i said i got like my family got a gamecube when i was in high school and oh my god you had a gamecube yeah i'm gonna come over you, and play do you remember in <laughs> um drake and josh they had a game sphere yes it's spherical, it's spherical. what's a game sphere oh my 
only the most sophisticated gaming experience ever created by humans, and it's spherical. <laughs> spherical! The very first video game I ever played was the GameCube Animal Crossings, and then my brothers showed me how to play. Uh, my first Zelda was, was Wind Waker, which is so cartoon. Mm -hmm. It's the most cartoonish one, I think. Like, it's so targeted toward, like, a younger audience than something like Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom. Um, and then from there, when I went to... Hi, uh, when I went away to college, like my friends had their N64, so I got to explore like the back catalog of Mario and um, the classic Nintendo games. And then eventually, I started dating a dude with an with an Xbox 360, and I took a class called. I, I took a couple different classes because I was an English linguistics major. I took a lot of like interesting upper level. Oh, I thought you meant like he got classes. an Xbox 360, so I decided to take an Xbox 360 class um, so I could learn no. how to play. <laughs> but I did get assigned to play, I think it's called Assassin's Creed Revolutionary, if I'm remembering correctly. It's the one set during the uh during like the Revolutionary War. Um and I had never played like an adult quote unquote video game before really. And I, I just loved it so much. Like I love role-playing games, especially sort of like sci-fi fantasy ones. And then thanks to all my boyfriends who got trained in video games from when they were a young age, I've really been able to expand uh, expand my breadth of, of games that I've played. And I, I say expand the breadth, but like they're all uh, first person shooter same, or, like, genre or RPG sci-fi fantasy <laughs> yeah. games. Um, I've come to really love like Borderlands, Fallout. Those first person shooters are so fun. I I've played like a lot of the Assassin's Creed games were really foundational for me. Like that's kind of what I came to expect from a video game. And that's why Shadow of Mordor, when I started playing it, like really knocked my socks off because I was like, this is it's Assassin. I really feel like it's Assassin's Creed, but better. But I haven't played the last one or two. Assassin the last one I played was Black Flag. So um, I don't even know what I mean. Like I know that Assassin's Creed is a video game, but like I don't have any knowledge but there's a lot of them all of their like settings are different they're like uh you know like pirates or like revolutionary war or, like greek mythology like whatever but the core plot i feel like is always like the same yeah um i think I, I would also say that like my lack of video game experience is also just due to the systems that i own like i didn't have a my last like Major before the Switch, the last like major gaming s console that I had was the Wii. Yeah, I think like because <laughs> my brother people... took the. Sorry, go ahead. I think that most people who play like a, a lot of different games, like my household, um, they will have like the Switch, either a PlayStation or an Xbox. There, it's like you yeah. you have to pick a side. It's like Apple or Android, and then like my husband does PC gaming, which I choose not to do because. All of my day work, my podcasting work, and my wildling work is all on the computer. I'm, like, not trying to still be at a computer yeah. when I'm gaming, you know? Yeah, that's that's a good policy to have. Yeah, I have, um, I've had, we've been an Apple family since I was a wee lad. Mm -hmm. So, like, we had a clunker of, like, one of the first Macintosh, like, desktop computers. Nice. And unfortunately, that means... Like a lot of games are not available on the Mac or they're more expensive for the Mac. So really a lot that of times. Sucks. Yeah. So or it would just be my dad like wouldn't he would be unsure about like installing something on the Mac being I, I maybe being like, is this going to blow the computer up? Is this going to install like a oh my God, the malware the, thing? This was the pre-computer confidence era. 
Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I mean. Yeah. Of just being like, what? <laughs> like, I don't want to mess this thing up. I've only played um, two PC games in my whole life. One of them was Sims 4. Um, yes. The other one was To the Moon, which I would love to speak about. If any of you have played To the Moon, please DM me immediately at ChristinaCon underscore. Like, I, <laughs> Is this like an old? No, it's like it's it's designed to look like an old like 8-bit game but it's like more contemporary than that and it's such a beautiful story of love oh, it was a 10 out of 10 on steam i know and my brother and i loved it so much that we wrote the screenplay and then we as soon as we finished the screenplay of it we saw that the movie was in development and we were like god damn it and then we haven't heard anything since another... anyway to the moon play that game it's like a story game it's not it's not like a game yeah. game it's a story game yeah so i would i would say that like if i and and i think it will be my next like big purchase and I know that it'll I know that getting a PS4 will allow me to it'll just allow me to enjoy the games that I like a lot more I don't know thoroughly like especially like especially the Witcher universe and stuff like so the the Shadow of Mordor that you've been playing on the PS3 is that the PS4 version that also works on the PS3 yes like it was released on I think this was released like right when PS4 was being released or was released so they probably released it for both systems yeah to sell more and then uh, I believe Shadow of War is only available on the PS4. Like it's not on the PS3. I so if I want to play Shadow of War, I'll have to get a PS4 at some point. Honestly, I mean it when I say that like it's the exact same game, but like with it italics on. Like it's 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 like I really liked that and I want to do it again and have it feel fresh. Okay, it's, here's that's the next exactly game. that's exactly what Zelda is. Yeah, right Tears now. of the Kingdom. I'm actually really relieved. I'm like, I love this aesthetic. I enjoyed it so much with Breath of the Wild. Like I I actually did want more of the same, you know. Yeah, they they took something that they did a really great job on that people universally loved and then they added on to it yeah, and built I think, like built around it I, even more. I think people just weren't expecting that because if I remember correctly, like I don't think any two consecutive Zelda games have had the same art style. Like even I'm thinking about like the two ones that were on the GameCube, uh Ocar- uh no, uh Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. I played those both on the GameCube and their art style is not the same. Yeah, yeah. So um how do you feel about the a uh, legendary sword broken and that has to be restored. I, are you talking about in Shadow of Mordor, I assume, or are you talking about Tears of the Kingdom? Oh, I was talking about uh, Narsil. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sick of these swords. Legendary swords just get a breaking. New sword. Like, if it broke, just throw it away. Like, get a new sword. <laughs> no, this one, the, ha- the handle is magical. We gotta hang on to the handle. It's uh, like your baby blanket that can't relate. As a 30 year old, Cannot you have to the three sentence. strands of left. No, that ain't me. <laughs> I have spent the majority of the game just doing, you know, like side quests. Yeah, they're like, so fun. You can pick up any kind of side quest anytime. Yeah, on the map, there, there will also be like hidden, there will be icons, like artifacts and like all this stuff that like you have to go and pick up. Again, these like clues that will tell like yeah. pieces of the past and help like really fill out the world. So one thing, like one thing that I don't know, and I would like to ask a video game developer this, and I could actually ask my brother because he develops video games for funsies. The Zelda games, Shadow of Mordor, also Assassin's Creed. Those are like three examples. I'm sure there's other games that employ this exact same method of like you discover your map by like walking into a new section of it as yet unexplored, climbing a very tall tower 
And I still to this day say synchronizing because that's what Assassin's Creed calls it. In Zelda, it's like you like activate the tower thing. Sheikah Slate. Yeah. yeah. And then in Shadow of Mordor, you have to like anvil your sledgehammer or whatever. You have to be the wraith (laughs) and you have to uh, because they're uh, forges. Which makes sense with Celebrimbor's background. But it doesn't That's make sense cool. with the fact that it looks like a guard tower with nothing in it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I wonder if that's like you're so right though that uh, like it's a, a very common mechanic. Yeah, I wonder if that's a me- mechanism that like makes it easier to develop video games, or if it's like really for the user because that's like the best way to explore a map. If I just like gravitate toward games where you get to explore open worlds like this, like I would love to know more about that. Should we phone a friend and call my brother? Just kidding, that would sound awful. But <laughs> a few things about like. I don't know. I'll say these these are the negatives for my video gaming experience with this game so far. I would say a lot of these are just me things. It's not necessarily like a fault of the game, but I am not a PlayStation girly. I again, I grew up playing the Xbox and then Wii <laughs> and mm-hmm. then like Game Boy stuff. So, but the the PlayStation controller is really one that I don't know. So yeah. Freaking X square triangle plus whatever. I can't, I can't even, I don't even think I can name all the buttons. Um, oh, so you I, forgot like, circle. I, you said, tri- you said circle. X and t- plus. It'll be like press X and then I'll press the square and okay. it'll go back. So and then, she like, doesn't like that for Shadow of Mordor because when you're dying, you get one last shot that relies on you yes, pressing the right button. Too. So that just means she keeps dying when she has a second chance. I, I mean, that's out. related to it, but it's it's just like a frustration thing of like, I'm just, or I'm in combat and it says like for a stealth kill, press these buttons and then I press the completely wrong buttons. And again, that's a me yeah, thing. Yeah, we of, call that... I, an, I, my muscle memory just isn't there for this controller. We call that controller. an ID10T error. Identity error? ID10T. If you write it down. If you write it down here. Boo! Did you get it? <laughs> you're so mean. <laughs> I learned that one from Michael I mean, Hardison. But you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> it's a nice um, way of so saying So that is like a difficulty error. for me. Um, again, I am playing a... I bought this game used... I bought it for PS3. So like that's already, you know, none of the odds are in your favor. I don't know if this is, if it's like this for you, but the load screens kill me every time you, every time you go to check the map or every time you go to check the menu to like look at your weapons or like add a a rune to something, a load screen. I think that's because you're playing it on the PlayStation three. Because yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't have most that. Most likely, most likely. Now, but I'll admit that, like, the loading screen between phases of the game can take a long it's time. Rough. But especially it, a, when you have Zelda. But this to is, it's a 10 year old that's game. so fast. It's a 10 exactly, year old game. Exactly. And, that's what I mean. Yeah. And, like I said, for me, it's really only between, like, phases of the game where I'm really, like, going somewhere new or, like, waiting on something important. Like, Oh, something else that I love on the PlayStation 4 that you I don't think you probably had on the PlayStation 3. Tell me if I'm wrong. My controller like whispers to me in Wraith voices. <laughs> oh, um the my controller doesn't do that. What the sound is coming from the Yeah, that's controller? It's a PlayStation 4 function that like a lot oh, not a no. lot of games use or maybe like I don't have an activated for a lot of games, but like when there's Wraith things happening, my controller is like <sighs> 
<laughs> and like wraith voice. Gross. <laughs> I think it's cool. I love the wraith elements. Like I think it's so cool. I want to describe to you like the mechanics of how this is. It feels like I don't know, man. It just feels like very like homoerotic to me the way that these two boys go tromping about in one body and like they're fighting, fighting. Like the one is stronger because of the other. Sometimes like the wraith guy who I know is Celebrimbor, but I call him like the wraith guy. He like comes out of the body a little bit. I find it. I'm sorry, like extremely sexy the way that this Wraith conducts himself. Like That's so funny. I love, okay. Because I don't think I've necessarily viewed it like that at all. One thing, I just, it's like a power fantasy for me because like one thing you can do, use your Wraith powers to like sort of like brainwash orcs to get them like on your team. Um, and like, yeah, or you can, you can, uh, like see, go into their, their mind and get intel, oh, yeah, you get intel on the other, on the captains mm-hmm. and it'll tell you their strengths and their weaknesses, yeah. which if I was a more strategic, if I was a better gamer, I would find that very helpful. It is but in the moment helpful, when I'm being attacked <laughs> by a captain, my response is I'm going to beat them okay. up with all these buttons. Not I'm going to open the menu and look at the strengths. I have to stop you and tell you that when you make eye contact with a captain, the game stops. The game is like, whoa, wait a second. It's terrifying. Listen, it's like you're meeting a captain and then you have no choice but to view in this moment because it shows you their strengths and weaknesses. But it doesn't pause there. It immediately goes into the combat. That's not, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. It's long enough to look at, dude. It's not, it, it, t- it okay. takes me a while to process and be like, oh, okay, so stealth isn't going to work with him, but he's afraid of bugs. <laughs> okay, that so I can let me go to. find a, a fly nest and really, I'm just going to go and attack him. What I was what I was getting to is that he, Caleb Rimbor does this thing where he's sucking the brain energy out of an orc where he grabs them, yeah, he grabs them by the face cool. of the throat and he says, suffer me now. And it's, I'm not, my voice is really high pitched. Um, it's so much better when he does it. You should put a clip in. Suffer me now. Whenever he does that, I'm like, I'm a f- god. Like I'm, <laughs> I love it. It is very cool. I, um, I also you can. Th- so cool. This is also probably another common mechanic. But when you like sh- draw your um, bow and arrow, you slow down time. Oh my god, just it's a bit impossible. So that you can otherwise. line up your shot. Okay, so listen. Um, yeah, listen. I said I text my brother. <laughs> I text my brother Ryan. I said, "Do you know why so many video games have synchronize, etc., up on a tower to help you explore the map, or is it maybe just a good way to explore?" He said, "Someone's been playing Tears of the Kingdom. Little does he know that that's not even what we're talking about right now. What we're talking about, yeah, except it is." He says, TLDR, one game did it like Uncharted or something with radio towers, and game designers realized it was a really good way to guide the player in an open world game. It gives them a clear goal in every area, a clear first goal in every area, helping them to not feel overwhelmed. So basically, it's a good game mechanic that someone invented that people are running with now. But if you know of another like nice, fun, sci-fi fantasy like open world game that doesn't use that mechanic, I would love to hear that recommendation just so I can explore something else. I would say the only other one... By, by comparison, the Witcher game, you have the map already open, which makes sense for the character because he, Geralt the, and the Witchers are already familiar with the country and the land, so they yeah. would know like what places are. But on the map, 
there are points of interest that are you open up a new area and they're all question marks and you have Mm -hmm. to go to that place and discover what it is is it a bandit camp is it a like kidnapped person is it a town is it a monster nest and i liked that because it's it's like something's here it, it like tickles that thing in your brain of like Ooh, let me go uncover everything on that. Like, oh, well, I just uncovered this question mark. So, and there's another one 10 feet from here. Let me go to that one. Yeah. Oh, there's another one 50 feet from I'm here. Let me go to that one. I'm, I'm trying and to Before remember. you know it, it's like two hours later. This is not, I don't think, th- I think a first person shooter is a type of RPG because it just means role playing game. But honestly, like the lingo of video games does make me feel like more of an idiot, I think, than I am about them just because I can't retain it. But anyway. I was going to say, I'm, I feel like a lot of times it's meant to sound make things sound more complex or fancy yeah, or something. But, or like, it's very like gatekeepy. You know? I totally agree. Like, um, oh, RP, MMO, RPG. I, but it's, that's so many words to say without the acronym. But like, I it know, is, like it, it, it just, it makes just make people feel like it's harder to get into. But anyway, I'm looking at the Fallout 4 map and I actually don't really remember how I explored this map. I, uh, this is the only other video game that I've spent like anywhere near as much time in is like the Fallout. Um, I don't remember how you explore this map. I think it's just like you get close to something and your little map doodly is like, what's that over there? <laughs> and you got to be like, oh, what's that over there? I th- <laughs> Great it's job. a good mechanic. <laughs> it is a good mechanic. I, I've been in a horrific video game rut for like a couple years. I'm, I'm not trying to be dramatic when I say that like Shadow of War and Breath of the Wild were like the two big games that I've played in the past, like, several years. I would years. say that's exactly how it is for me, but with The Witcher instead. And, like, I used to play a ton of video games, and my New Year's resolution for the past two years has been to play more video games. More video games. Um, I And I tried The Witcher 3, and I actually just can't. Like, it's just not doing it for me. But I would love... So I would love to hear, like, any game recommendations from people. I keep, I keep being like, this is my podcast. Email me. But, like, I would love to hear game recommendations that are, like, similar to what we've been talking about, but maybe, like, not <laughs> The Witcher 3. Um, just because I'm trying to get out of my video game slump. That's why when Sean was like, which one of us gets to play Zelda first? I was like, me. Sean is just <laughs> now playing Breath of the Wild on his PC. Like, no, you yeah, don't he also get to play Tears of the Kingdom. I will literally fight yeah, you. Yeah, you have to figure out how to use freaking Magnesis first before you can use the <laughs> Ultra Hand. You need a Magnesis before you can Ultra Can we talk better. about the fact? <laughs> can we talk about the fact that they have a tool that they named ultra <laughs> that's so stupid and the only thing i can think of like it just comes to mind every single time <laughs> is from jimmy neutron ultra Lord. oh my god yes <laughs> oh what else was i gonna say about this game um i really love and appreciate how this man going back to <laughs> talion and shadow of talion. mordor um he can you could he just jumps all over the place and he can be hanging on a ledge he'll do anything and there's um (laughs) what's that effect called i was talking about this with someone else there's a name for the effect of when you play a game like assassin's creed like shadow of mordor too much and you go out into the world and you have the instinct to like vault over a low shoulder you know (laughs) what i mean it's like it's like i will scale your building oh wait i'm a 215 pounds of pure chub like i don't again that's (laughs) what that's what i was experiencing when i switched to playing zelda is i kept thinking like oh he can just do these things that 
Talion was just flinging myself at walls too, and like Talion, <laughs> Talion's it, like got it, got it by like his fingertips, <laughs> and like is just like ragdolling down a mountain. <laughs> by contrast, my fi- not fi- it's just so funny. It makes me laugh so much. He makes so much noise. <laughs> he climbs the <laughs> like man, not like little link. <laughs> like man grunts. Yes. And there are orcs on the other side and they'll be like, did you hear that? And maybe it's just the wind. It's so funny. And then you dump down into a stealth kill and he makes the most noise any person has ever made in but their life. it ends with the little wraith whisper. It's like, and then it's like, so you know it was like stealth because your little wraith is like, it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good. <laughs> Shh, go to sleep go to sleep okay so the stealth mechanics in shadow of mortar are far superior to assassin's creed up until black flag which as a reminder is the last one i played the stealth mechanics are so fun you can really sneak up behind these orcs and murder them death from above death from below you'll be, in a bu- you'll be hiding in a bush side. yeah and you can call them, them mm-hmm. over you're like Boys. and then they'll be like what's this <laughs> and then my fa- my favorite thing is luring orcs over to a bush <laughs> that I'm hiding in. I drag them under and stab them. And then another orc is like, oh, where'd you go? <laughs> it's like, Shh, just come to this bush. I'm going to murder you here. <laughs> like, I'm just running around this world, like stealth murdering someone. I take two steps in a different direction. I hear, huh? This orc is dead. And then I'm like, no, 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 no. And I just like keep it running. And then it's like My, already behind oh, me. Uh, Just recent, like just before we jumped on, I killed an orc with an arrow and then like the nearby guy was like going to investigate, but because I wasn't nearby, he like, he like brushed it off, but he goes, huh, must be the wind. And I'm like, there's an arrow in this guy's (laughs) head. (laughs) One of the things I really love about these games is that if you just walk around listening to the orcs, they're being very funny. Like they're being people, they're having interactions and they're very funny. They, the things they say are like hilarious to me. Uh, Being like, there's a dead body here. Let's investigate. Huh, must be the wind. Must be the wind. Like, uh, I guess I guess he's gone. Now, you can hear them talking about you on all sides, and they you're just yeah. so much better than them. <laughs> just speaking of like hearing like what they're saying and like going on around you and stuff. Again, this could be like a PS3 thing, but one of the issues it's not necessarily a gameplay issue. It's just like uncomfortable and stressful. Is that the in-world sounds aren't accurate? So like I'll be like standing around and then all of a sudden I'll hear a conversation between two orcs and it sounds like they are right next to me and there's literally no one around. Dude, that's your that's your system. So or or like all of a sudden the like the music isn't really matching up like it'll go into like panic mode battle music and I'm like what's happening? Nothing is happening. I, that's <laughs> nothing that's is totally happening. Your system. That kind of reminds me of like, do you ever watch a movie from like the seventies and you're like, the way they rendered the sound on this is uh weird, and it's just because they didn't know how to do sound back then. Yeah. So that's definitely again, your system because I don't have that problem. System thing. Yeah. It really is like a better version of the classic Assassin's Creed model. Like, 
Like, there's so many things that this these games, like, definitely lifted directly from Assassin's Creed. Like, the synchronizing on towers, like, straight up. Like, you can jump from tall places into bushes or into, like, wagons and be completely hidden. No one saw you. Like, that's totally Assassin's Creed. The running directly up any sheer building you can phase. See, you can be in a bush and you can literally see the top of your head sticking out. And, yeah. and they'll be like, nope. No one's here. No one's here. <laughs> yeah, it's just good, clean video game fun. And by clean, I mean horrific. There's a lot of murder. You can brutalize people it's, to death, yes. you know. You can ride caragors, like Um, that's part of the like traits and stuff and like skills that you can pick up in these runes is you can enact terror on the orcs. And like there are certain runes that if you have on your sword, yeah. it'll it's like affect 20% more terror, terror in surrounding orcs when, when kill, their captain is that's killed. That's the thing. You can like freak them out by killing their leader. So it's yeah. so fun. Like there's this super strong, like literally like there will be this very strong captain. You pull up their stats. You know exactly what is going to take them out in one shot. You're, I should say if you're not me, you're three you do these floors things. above them. You fucking target them from the tower. You kill them from death from above. They have absolutely no idea you're in the same country as them, let alone directly on top of of them all of their orcs scatter to the winds and it's just so supremely satisfying and then when you kill a captain you collect a rune so you can terrorize them even stronger next time <laughs> continuing on this topic of terror and i think this is what i'll use to wrap up i'm sure you're like what is she on about Tower of terror. Um, so this is what i'll use to kind of wrap up and close out the conversation which is that i don't i don't think this is a game that I'm super into. Oh my god! Play it, it on the right the system. Play it on the right system. No, no, it's not. Different. It doesn't have anything to do with the I system. Think it does because that's your whole experience. No, because listen to what I'm gonna say, which is that I don't really care about orc politics. I don't really care about humanizing them. I don't them. care about orc politics. That's not that's not <laughs> like, something it's that I'm. Li- it's kind of like I think it's interesting and funny to hear a little bit about, but I don't have any desire to deep dive into it. I think it's a really good way of exploring Middle Earth without touching any original, like any of the original material, really, that makes people feel like, like Rings of Power touched everything from the original trilogy. And that's why a lot of people freaking hate it. But I feel like Shadow of Mordor is like, okay, we're just going to hang out here in Mordor. Over in this um, place like that you were just gonna, yeah, like we're we not don't touching any know of too this. much about like yeah. the most that it connects to the original trilogy is that like Gollum is there and let me tell you that's the most annoying part of the main plot is like yes following I Gollum did not around. care for that yeah one of the first like main quest things that you have to do is you have to track Gollum because he's like been following you around and I'm like I don't care I don't want Gollum to be involved yeah Gollum like anno- like his. I don't like it. So yeah, so just kind of first off, I don't necessarily care about just the general premise of being in Mordor and following up on like orc politics. The other thing is just that it is deeply unsettling and stressful. And that's not what I enjoy. <laughs> that Like that's not like I'm not finding enjoyment from that. What do that. you mean it's unsettling and stressful? Like how so? Um, there's orcs screaming all the time. There's beasts screaming and chasing after you. There's like this intense loud music that will flare up like 
at the drop of a hat. It's so funny because I feel like all of those traits are shared with Tears of the Kingdom. Like, I feel like it's an open world where sometimes you just wander into something that's like way over your head and the music tells you what's about to happen. But even the fight music in Zelda is lighthearted. Interesting. Aside from maybe the Guardian theme. And... I'll say the I'll just say this, the gloom. You will know what I talk about when you encounter it, and listeners who have encountered it will know. I've encountered it. You've encountered the gloom? Well, kind of. Like the monster? Oh no. <laughs> so, yeah. See? <laughs> um You would you would have a visceral reaction. Anyway, I just think so I it, just think that maybe it's because you're like hardwired as a Nintendo girly that like this because like is is the Witcher no, not, not similar? Really, like, because I really enjoyed The Witcher. I that was like a universe that I was really invested in exploring, and I'm just not invested in exploring this world. I wonder if anyone listening is Equally excited and passionate about The Witcher and Shadow of Mordor. Because obviously, Mary Clay and I, like, I'm like, I don't like this game because of this game. And you're kind of like, I don't like this game because of this game. Or like, no, it's, I'm telling you, it's not because I like The Witcher more. I just don't think I enjoy playing this story. So I just want to hear from people who I I have cited listener emails 100 times in this episode. It's not my podcast. DM me, Chris Agrisina Khan on Instagram. Tell me if you equally love both those games because I want to hear. I will leave contact information for everyone to answer Christina's burning (laughs) questions that she has. Like there are people out there who have these specific answers And like know all of this, have this knowledge. Yeah, that's wild. And can answer it. Um, okay, but fi- finally, and again, this isn't me saying that I I enjoyed aspects of the game, but I think right now, I definitely right now with Zelda. Yeah, I mean, I obviously, will be switching my full energy to that, and maybe <laughs> later on, you know, down the line, I can definitely see myself continuing to play this game. But the main thing is that it just it leaves it unsettled is just all I can say. It just leaves me unsettled. It leaves me stressed even when I finish playing it because uh, as evidenced by a few nights ago, I woke up in the middle of the night and one of the hats that's hanging on my wall, I I thought it was an orc and I jumped out of bed and screamed and punched the shadows. Okay. So that's that word that I couldn't think of earlier for when you play a video game too much that it gets stuck in your brain a little bit. So I have kind of like scared myself by playing this game and been like, okay, maybe I can't play this at night. Wow. Which eliminates Monday through Friday. Yeah. (laughs) Because then I can't play it after work, you know? Interesting. Um, I've definitely played games that have freaked me out before, but it's almost always zombies in video games that make me truly unsettled, like, at night mm -hmm. when when, when I'm done with it. The Last of Us ruined my, like, nervous system. Hashtag worth it. Oh, oh, this that's another uh, video game feature that's in a lot of stuff is the, like, super hearing where you press the button and you can see, like, the shadows of, like, the figures nearby. And that's in The Last of Us where Joel has, like, his super... Oh, another thing! <laughs> uh, Talion is also... is voiced by... Um, what's his name? Troy something. Is voiced by the same oh person who did... Joel? Um, Joel, oh, yeah. Troy, Troy Baker. Good that's for it. him. Yeah. Um, voice by anyway but uh yeah there's this like it, it's in the witcher too but like the witcher that one makes sense because it's his witcher 
senses. Yeah. <laughs> like he has superior hearing. It, it makes sense in so Shadow like, of Mordor too because it's like the Wraith guy. Yeah. So yeah, you go into Joel like Wraith mode no and you can see the people around you so that like you can know whether it's safe or not to sneak around a wall. The one Joel's super hearing makes no sense. Wait, have <laughs> you like, played the last of us? He's a regular us? human. Uh, I haven't personally played okay. it, but I have. Uh, I watched a bunch of like playthroughs like, and stuff can, in college. If you can do The Last of Us for a long time and not have nightmares, like The Last of Us is so much scarier than Shadow of Mordor. Oh, it's very scary. That's why I haven't personally played it. The only other video game that I've got, other than Luigi's Mansion, that's like really spooked me is Thief because I I was playing this like very fun medieval fantasy game about being a thief a la assassin's creed a la um shadow of mortar like all same same and then there's just suddenly zombies and i was like oh my god suddenly what? zombies <laughs> yeah exactly so that standing was standing beside me um <laughs> what's that from i mean i will say i got jump scared playing the Lego game because at one point I walked into a I walked into a corner that like that character wasn't meant to be in and the eye of Sauron jumped oh out. Oh my god. <laughs> you honestly I spooked myself with my own reflection the other day. So like we're all just little <laughs> yeah. sacks of nervous systems just um, waiting to be literally spooked. I'll be playing I'll be playing Zelda it, it happens mostly when I'm in the desert or when I'm in the like tundra. But I'll see something in the distance and I'm like, are you a ghoul? Is that a ghoul? And then I'll zoom in on it with my like camera thing. And I'm like, that's a bush. <laughs> so Bushes can be scary. Um, Sometimes Talion is waiting in those bushes to murder you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I think that's also kind of like a testament that this is also a very like the visual element of the game is especially for 2014 yeah it was stunning. i think is really great the like i think it looks pretty good yeah like it looks really good um it um again probably i would say like the only reason i would say it hasn't aged well is just because i'm playing on an old system yeah, the ps3 hasn't aged well the ps4 also kind yeah, the of PS3 is hasn't getting aged well. the ps4 is getting up there but yeah so well, serves um, me good, but I am glad that I like started this game that I ventured into it that I got to see like what this plot is about because I've heard so many amazing things about there are so, and this is just believe it or not there's more to the Tolkien verse of video games than Lego and Shadow of Mordor. Yeah, um, my old boyfriend <laughs> used to play this game that I've never had the opportunity to play, and I, I don't even know what it was called, but um, he described it to me as, like, literally the Fellowship of the Ring, but, like, slightly off-brand, and they're, like, trying to catch up for the whole game. They're trying to catch up with the <gasps> Fellowship to, like, give them back up. <laughs> Oh, that's so and they, great. they keep like showing up and being like, damn, I guess they flooded Isengard. Like, I have no idea what is happening here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'd love to play see, whatever that I, see, game like, is. I, that's the kind of style of video game that I would want to play in the Middle Earth universe. Or I would want to also like just give us freaking like Animal Crossing, but in the Shire, you know, like well, that would I, be... Um, I really glomped on to that, like, us, like, the hero trying to catch up with the actual hero. Because I always thought it would be very funny to, instead of the hero of time, Link, in Legend of Zelda, to have the hero of not quite on time. <laughs> Who's, like, always trying, <laughs> to, he's always trying to catch That's up to Link. literally me all the time. <laughs> oh, uh, I saw a joke that was like, he's the champion of courage, not of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, Harry Potter. 
That too. Yeah, Harry as well. A lot of our heroes are dumb as rocks. Yeah, so I've heard really great things. I'm glad that I decided to like delve into more of it because it's something that I've always been intrigued by and it seems like there's so much content just with the video games. Um, I think there's also Lord of the Rings Online, which I think is just like... um, like Elder Scrolls, but Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that one day when I have time, <laughs> I'll like maybe go into and explore just like by myself, not necessarily for the podcast. And then also there's going to be a new game coming out this year. Unfortunately, it's about Gollum. So I'm like oh. not excited about that. Dude, I would love for I would love for Gollum to not be in even one thing. I think they... They were like, you know what we can do so well? Gollum. Ugh, I'm sick <laughs> like, of it. Like, we nailed that design. He, Let's is, use it over and over he's again. Real, he's, like, extra annoying in Shadow of Mordor because he's not produced as well as the movie, obviously. And you have to follow him, which following is the worst kind of video game task. It's so oh, annoying. Hate it. Um, Slightly, I would say, slightly better than having to protect uh, someone. At least I like have someone it. is nearby and they yeah, can't get home. That can be really annoying, but at least you have a task, you know, protect. No, protect. I don't know what you mean by at least you have a task. <laughs> like protect. You're like usually fighting people, like just following someone. It's like at least Tali and sometimes oh, I see what you mean. Tali yeah. and sometimes like automatically walks and I'm like, good, I'm smoking a bowl. Like I'm not. Doing yeah. This. <laughs> yeah. That's what happened earlier. Okay. It's called Lord of the Rings Gollum. Stupid. I think the reason oh they God. keep using... Uh, really launches in May. Oh, okay. Launching May 25th, 2023 for PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Is this coming so, out a week from today? This is actually a very well-timed episode. Yeah, is this episode coming out on the 23rd? <laughs> um, probably. So it comes I out so. in a mere two days. It's either, yeah, it's either coming out in a few days or it just came out. Yeah. And it will be really, I did see something that it will come out on the Switch, but later this year. Okay. Oh, what I was going to say is that I think the reason they keep putting Gollum in these video games is because he's a familiar character. So, like, you're playing as this random person, then it's like, oh, hey, I'm familiar with, like, this is our connection to the. Uh, you know, main story, but also Gollum is someone that like he can be a side character. He's never going to be your main character, your, except for in this video game called Lord of the Rings Gollum. What if he is our hero in this game? He lives. He's lived a very long span of time, so you can Ugh. drop him in at any point yeah. in the like timeline. Um, I I just really wish it was more like your Aragorn in his like ranger days. Yeah. Maybe you're maybe you're Arathorn or something, and you're walking around Middle Earth, and then you have to climb up Orthanc and activate a map. <laughs> uh, you have to, you have to. Oh, I know. You have to use the broken like shard of Narsil oh to activate the map on top of Orthanc. And on there's a bunch. There are so many towers in Middle Earth. And not one of them is going to activate a map. Are you kidding me? This stuff writes itself. Or like I said, just give me like a nice, soft, cozy game in the Shire. Yeah. Um, either of those Dude, things. Dude, an so, uh, uh, like an Animal Crossing, but the Shire. Yes. Yeah. With the hard. I think that would do so well. Yeah. I think I, I just really feel like with the video games that they're they're zoning in on like the wrong things. Mm-hmm. 
And maybe that has to do with like depending on what they have rights to because I was yeah. just thinking like why not do something about the Silmarillion but they don't have the I think the Tolkien estate is very strict about rights with the Silmarillion and and other stuff so other Lord of the Rings video game news uh there is a this is just a headline and this is all very speculative at this point massive new Lord of the Rings video game in the works at Amazon um, it just uh-huh. says Amazon Games is taking Amazon another Games. shot at Middle Earth. What was the first Apparently, shot? like a while ago or several years ago. Oh, in 2019, it set plans for a multi a massively multiplayer online game, MMO. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> Those yep. acronyms that were like it makes things easier to say. Um, but Amazon abandoned the project later on because oh. it looks like oh, some okay. people failed to come to terms with uh, those terms. They can be a really deal hard to for come the game. To. So that that would be uh I would I mean obviously it depends on like what it would be about, but like I'm excited to see uh that like Lord of the Rings and Middle Earth is such a like wealth of content for video games yeah. and that like it's being utilized, you know. Totally. So. Christina, thank you for coming on and talking about Shadow of Mordor. Thanks for I'm inviting sorry me. that I didn't be like, this is my new favorite game ever. Dude, I don't care. It's just maybe a little bit too scary for me. You know that like my career and my side career and my favorite passion is reading books. Do you know how many people in this world literally don't like to read books? Like I'm good. Like I'm fine. <laughs> I do encourage I do encourage you to play it on a PlayStation Four though, just to, just to I, look, check out an alternative I, experience. It is in it is like in my future goals Good. to get a PS Four. Nice. The only problem is that it might only be when the PS Six comes out. I get it. <laughs> um, or you know, I, but I feel like people are still having problems getting a PS Five. Yeah, I kind of gave up. Not even Sean's birthday a month ago, but Sean's birthday like. <laughs> like 13 months ago i was like i give up yeah isn't that like still <laughs> i don't know an issue i don't know um that people are having trouble finding so like otherwise i would be like yeah i'll go get a playstation 5 it's been you know five years since it came out oh no it's been three years still <laughs> holy cow that launched november of 2020 that was no wonder right that timing that blew up yeah because everyone was like we're trapped inside give us this new console oh, same thing with animal crossing do you think do you think the PS5 would have been as bonkers if it hadn't been launched during a pandemic? Um, Maybe not quite as bonkers, but I think still as bonkers. Because like I said, like people are either like Xbox people or PlayStation people. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't feel like I need the latest gaming system, but a lot of people do. Like, like either, people yeah. like Sean are like, we need it because people are talking about it. And I am envious, you know? Yeah, that's exactly why I'm fine finding a PS4 used, you know? Yeah, it'll serve you good. Especially since you have a PS3 to compare it to. <laughs> I know. <laughs> anyway, yeah, thanks for inviting me on. I love this game a lot. And if you're thinking about trying it, just try it because it's a lot of fun. And again, like I said, it's $5 right now on Hell the yeah. like, online PlayStation need? store. Oh, my God. Why don't you just like try not getting one of those daily lattes? I know all of you millennials are drinking out there. And then you can afford Shadow of Mordor. You know what? You can buy for $5. You can buy Shadow of Mordor. Or you can buy uh, 15% of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. (laughs) Christina, where can people find you on the internet? And where can they send you (laughs) listener messages? All of of the 
responses that I've solicited during this episode, please hit me up on Instagram at ChristinaCon underscore. Link this in the show notes. Nobody knows how to spell my name. Listen to my podcast, uh, How Do I Book, with my business, Wildling Press. We're an independent book publisher. So if you're thinking about publishing a book or you need guidance, please reach out to me, Christina at wildlingpress.com. Um, and if you want to listen to the restricted section, but honestly, all of the other podcasts on Deus Ex Media are so much cooler. We got an Avatar podcast. We got a Steven Universe podcast. We got a Percy Jackson podcast. All three much more valuable fandoms than the work that I am doing <laughs> in the Harry Potter fandom. So please check out any and all of our Deus Ex Media podcasts. That's What I'm Talking About's cover art is by Vaishan Brandon. You can support him on Instagram at Vaishan Designs. You can get merch for That's What I'm Talking About by going to tpublic.com slash user slash pod. You can follow the podcast on social media at TolkienAboutPod. And you can follow me on Twitter and TikTok at MCWhatsApp and on Instagram at MCTurnDownForWhat. If you want to support the podcast, you can become a patron. Go to patreon.com slash TolkienAboutPod to explore the different levels of support that are available. Although I appreciate any level that you want to join, I always have to show some extra love for this week's sponsor, Josh. Josh, thank you so much for your continued support of the podcast. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you. Do you have any parting words for the audience? Suffer me now! And that's what I'm talking about.